Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. All right, friends, welcome here to another episode of your Uncommon Lunchbox with your host, Chris Craddock, myself, Jeff Safright. Today, we are going to talk about the business. Um, I really don't actually know, Chris, what we're talking about because you haven't told me. It's calling you out a little bit, but, uh, you know, we always uh, we always get it done and, and Chris always pulls through for us. So um, outside of that amazing hair dude that you got going on, what else do you got on mind? On your mind? <laughs> All right. So. The market's a little crazy and uh, yeah, it's actually was a newer topic. Um, so Sam called me and was like, hey, what are you thinking about all the time? Why don't we do one where it's just Jeff interviewing you? And so I realized, yeah, we did not talk about this ahead of time. So everybody will get a listen to <laughs> what we're, we're talking about. So here's here's what I had said. And this is what went out in the uh, in the promo materials for everything is what am I personally thinking about? What am I doing? How am I um, personally shifting um, with the market? And so I'll just start with uh, just a couple of thoughts. And then Jeff, if you want to jump in, asking questions, make any points, you know, do, do what you do. It'd be great. So here's just the, the notes that I had were a couple of things. One, we've gone from peacetime, right? And it, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like Oh man, I was working my butt off these last two years, but business did come easier in the last two years. You know, we had a wave that was taking us in the right direction. Picture yourself on the beach, you know, you're in the ocean and all of a sudden, you know, you've just drifted along and you're like a mile down from where your family was originally, right? We've all been there. Well, that wave was pushing us in a right direction, right? It's like we started in the bad place and it was bringing us the right place. Recently, it's pushing us in the wrong direction. So we're going to have to push hard to stay even where we were, much less take territory and move move ahead. So um, that's that's one of the things. The wave is no longer against us. We went from being in peacetime to now we're in wartime. And when you're in wartime, you think about how... How would a king in the Middle Ages um, be thinking about life differently, right? How would, and that, and all of us, like whether I, I've said this forever, and I love how Zig Ziglar used to say it. He's like, even if you work at like middle management in a nine to five job, you are still the CEO of the world that you live in. So regardless of what your role is or what you do, you are the CEO of your life, and you've got to realize. Like this is, if you're in the real estate industry, we've gone from peacetime to wartime and now it's time to shore up the defenses, right? We need to build our moats, say, okay, how do we make sure that financially my family is set? How do I need to, how do I make sure that um, business is going to continue to happen, that I'm going to continue to bring business in? And how do I make sure that uh, then once the playing field is level, once we've we've learned the new rules of the game, we can go to win, right? Like I know Jeff and I talk about this all the time as, as people that would have 
I considered myself, I used to be an athlete, maybe, uh, you know, now I'm an, a NARP, a non-athletic regular person. Uh, Jeff still works out like crazy. He sends pictures of himself in uh, cut off jorts and uh, cowboy boots with no shirt on to everybody and, his, and their moms. I just, I just put it out, man. I, I can't wait for our Christmas photo to come out. <laughs> just be ready. Just be ready. Right. Well, that's the whole thing is like thinking about like just athletically, you know, winners will find a way to win. Right. But here's the deal. Just because you find a way to win. I, I did a talk about Tom Brady a few, uh, a few months ago and, or a little while ago, I don't even remember when it was, but I asked what the number was that was significant about 75 and Tom Brady. And the number was 75 is how many games Tom Brady had lost at that point in time. And so just because you lose some games, just because you don't always win, doesn't mean that you don't find a way to win. But if Tom Brady would have retired, you know, a decade ago, he still would have done well, but he'd be out of the game and he would never accomplish what he, he did accomplish. And so that's that whole idea is that the market has shifted. Life has shifted. Winners find a way to win. You may not feel like you're winning right now. But the only way that you actually lose is if you don't shift and don't figure out a way to get out on top. So um, the last thing I'm going to say here, and then, you know, obviously, why don't we dialogue a little bit about, about this is um, this is what I decided. Um, I decided as soon as I, I mean, I'm just going to like shoot completely straight, like how everything went for us. I got a call in the middle of September from our COO, David, and it was a Friday night at uh, 630. And he's like, hey, Chris, uh, I don't want to freak you out. But um, so and I'm going to give you real numbers here. We uh, our our monthly spend, our monthly budget for overhead is one hundred ninety three thousand dollars. Right. That's what we spend every single month for Redux, whether we make a dollar or not. Well, I mean, some of it's variable costs, but that's what we spend every month. And he's like, I just want to let you know, it was like middle of September, Friday night or sorry, Friday night, whatever it was, like the 14th or the 13th or whatever that Friday was right then. And he, he's like, I don't want to freak you out. But um, yeah, we're two weeks into the month and we only have $35,000 on the board as company dollar. And I was like, holy crap, that shows us losing about $120,000 if we, <laughs> we put it out. And so immediately... I said, I said to Catherine, I'm like, I just, I walked downstairs and I said to her, um, I was like, Catherine, it's, it's wartime now. Um, and I'm like, listen, I don't know what needs to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but here's what I do know is that I can, I can find business. I can make business happen. Um, and you, you may not see me much in the next few months because I'm going to save, I'm going to save our business and I'm going to save where we're at and I'm just going to work my butt off and nobody's going to outwork me. And I, I called David back and I said, David, I'm going to be our team's top performer in the next, <laughs> in the next month, two months, three months, however long it takes. And uh, here's the crazy thing. I went up, it was six 30. Um, it took me about 15 minutes to get my head around all that. And I went upstairs, made phone calls. Um, I literally had one person that was a buyer right away. I had another person that next morning that was a buyer. Um, and in uh, uh, October, we ended up doing better than break even, and we made a little bit of money. And in November, it was actually our second best month of the year. 
And uh, I personally said I was going to be our top producer. I'm not meeting with buyers and, and sellers, but I'm putting together deals and handing them off. And uh, yeah, so I, when I decided that, that that's what I was going to shift my focus to, um, you know, that in November, um, I was able to attribute about $71,000 in commission to what I just by making phone calls. I've got 13 different businesses. And I just said, you know what, I've got all these other businesses. And if I'm going to ask everybody else on my team to, to do this, I'm going to make 20 phone calls a day, 20 conversations, not just phone calls, 20 conversations a day. And so I made, I started making those 20 conversations and I'm like, I've got all the excuses in the world. Why like other people are calling me, all these other things are happening. I've got six kids. We just moved into a new house. I've got all the excuses, but if I'm going to ask everybody else to do this, I'm going to make my 20 conversations every single day. And I started doing it. And literally it made in the midst of all my friends telling me how they're just getting blown out of the water. And a lot of them are saying they don't want to get back into production. They don't want to call buyers and sellers anymore. These, these leaders of big teams, but literally in November, a number of my friends lost over $50,000. A number of them lost over a hundred thousand dollars. A couple of them lost over a hundred thousand um, because they weren't willing to do whatever it takes to win. And so that's what winners do. I, I just got a little vulnerable, told you real numbers on everything. But the reality is when I got in and just decided I was just going to make my calls, I was going to do what it takes to win. We were able to go from a very, very rough situation to just slightly positive. And then last month in November was, was incredible. Um, and it was just because, you know, I decided I, winners win. Winners going to find a way to win. So that's it. Jeff, you have any thoughts, comments? Well, I mean, just as far as mindset goes, you know, and, and kind of the story that you just told, um, it kind of fits along with what I was going to say when you were thinking, you know, when you were referencing the gym and you're working out and everything else, um, you know, it's like for me, like the peacetime wartime thing, it's like, you know, once you hit the field, right, because there's a difference between hitting the field and hitting the gym, right? Hitting the field is like what separates what I like to call bathroom models from athletes, right? Because you go to the gym, you got all these guys with cute muscles and, you know, and they're doing a thousand abs and, you know, a bunch of biceps, uh, curls and things. And, and then all they do, what they, they, they just use that to take pictures of themselves or selfies in the mirror, you know, at the gym bathroom. Right. And so I call them bathroom models, uh, versus, you know, uh, an athlete or, or, or a winner that's, like you said, when, when the stakes get high, there, like there's a, there's a mindset that comes with it that says that I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. Right. Like I, I hate losing. I love winning and, and I'm going to do whatever it takes. And, and really that comes down to, to heart, right. That comes down to, to drive and passion that, 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 that moves you that extra mile. And so to some degree, this, the, the tougher market is doing just that, right? It's going to separate the the true winners, the true athletes, the true professionals from the, uh, you know, they might not be bathroom models. Let's call them social media models, right? Because a lot of us have been able to very easily post things on social media that we've done this, that, and the other. Um, and that's great. Like I, you know, I, I applaud everybody that was able to cash in on, on, you know, rolling with the tide, Right. But now the tide's going back out and now you're going to have to fight to 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 hold position or to gain ground. Um, and so and that's basically the story that you're sharing right there is what you did. Right. I mean, you basically went out and and did what had to be done. And and it does take more effort. Right. But 
but the reward is still there. And that's actually, you know, I, I think I said this a couple of months ago. I don't remember if it was here on the podcast or if it was in, in our huddle, but I've been looking forward to the time where the market shifts to where, you know, because the one thing that I constantly hear from team uh, leaders, especially those that went and got the, the work done, they took market share uh, during the 08, you know, the, the crash and everything else that, that took place, right? The ones that were willing to go out there and do what it takes to win, they took market share. They they gained ground. They didn't lose ground. And, and so, um, you know, that's, to me, this is kind of an opportunity for that. At the same time, it's those same overinflated numbers of the pandemic. It's, it's, if you look at the stats and everything else, it's not, if you go back to like 2019, 2018, it's not much different than what it was you know, in, in those time periods, um, you know, you just got to continue to do the same things that, that have worked, you know, for years on end, I guess. So, right. you know, we, we do have an opportunity with our team. We work with a lot of agents. I know that you work with a lot of other agents outside of, uh, of the team. I guess, what are some of the things that are working and what are some of the things that are not working um, for agents that are, that are still succeeding right now? <clears throat> well, I'll tell you one of the other things we did yesterday. We did a call day for our team, and we're going to start opening that up to local folks around us as well, not just our team. Um, but yeah, so we are in a like our team is is really interesting because we're in a massive spread, you know, all the way from Baltimore to Richmond, Virginia to DC to I mean, just every, like I mean, it's like over four hour drive from one side to the next. And so we uh, um, we did a call day yesterday and it was incredible because just nine to 12 in the different locations and everybody was calling and, and I heard people just kind of correcting some of the script, right? Even, even our better, uh, even our better salespeople were kind of getting corrected a little bit because sometimes we can fall into bad habits. You know, I mean, I'll tell you, there's a reason why Tiger Woods has has a coach is a reason why Michael Jordan had a coach because even the people that are the best in the world can't have the self-awareness to see some of the areas where they can be better. Um, and so they have the self-awareness to say, Hey, let me bring in people that are going to watch me, listen to me, help me, um, you know, be better. And so, yeah, yesterday in, in a three hour period, our team set eight appointments and, and it was in, incredible there. So that was one of the things that that we did was just getting together with other people to make calls, right? And whether you're on a team or whether you're a solo agent, you can do this, right? Go to an office, like put something out there and just say, hey, we're going to go to a WeWork or a Regis or a whatever it is. And, you know, whatever your deal is, you can find people that will do that with you. You can literally just post on any of the Facebook real estate groups and say, Hey, who wants to leave zoom on in the background so that we can just see the other person uh, making calls. And I can listen, listen in on, on that. And you get like eight, 10, 15 people that are all making calls together at the same time, but there's power and synergy. And then also listening to what other people are saying. Um, uh, I'll, I'll finish with this. You know, um, I talked to one of my buddies this morning who I, I would say there's three people in my life that are just super good salespeople, like the best salespeople in the world. Like, like people that I just, I think just nobody holds a candle to them. One of the things he said was, uh, he's like, man, you want to know what the big problem is? He's like, 
these these agents don't have a clue what they're talking about. Somebody says, "Oh, I'm going to wait a few months to save money um, so I can have a down payment." He's like, "What the what they're saying? If, if you say okay to that, then you're just you're an idiot." He's like, "If if somebody can't save a couple thousand bucks to buy it to to get a first time home buyer loan over however many years, they're not going to save that money in the next six months." He's like somebody that can't save a thousand bucks if you get ten thousand bucks isn't going to save a hundred thousand if you get a million bucks, right? It's it's a character issue, and so if they're trying to save money, instead of that, figure out a way that they can get a no, uh, a you know, a no down payment loan, and that's how you you win with this. And he's like, people just they're order takers instead of problem solvers and moving it along, leading people through the the right place. And he uh, used a lot more expletives than I did. But yeah, that's the deal. <laughs> well, I would love to hear uh, how we get no interest loans to some degree uh, in this current day or not no interest, but uh, no down payment, I think is what you meant to say. Uh, or maybe that is what you said. Um, but but I think that but that really goes to kind of what we're saying, right, is that, is that in the tougher market, the professionals get separated from from the, from the order takers. I, I, I kind of like that like that language, because it, it does take some skill. It does say, take some gumption to actually be able to lead and guide, uh, you know, a buyer or a seller rather than just taking orders from them. Right. And, and again, coming from a hot market to a slower market in a hot market, you could take all the orders you wanted and, and be profitable. But as the market slows, you're really going to have to solve problems, educate people, you know, so that they can make sound, smart decisions, right? Um, so I guess in, in addition to that, like you mentioned, you, you're making, not making, you're having 20 conversations a day. Um, what are some other things that 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 uh, agents can do to continue to move forward? You know, you just mentioned one on, pro on solving problems. Um, you know, trying to find ways to help people get into, get their down payments, et cetera. You know, one of the things that I'm seeing at least, and there's a lot of extended days on market, right? In our area right now, we're, we're about 50 to 60 days on market on average from all the data and everything that I'm uh, looking at. And so generally speaking, what that tells me is that we should be able to get closing help a lot of times. Right. So that's one way that people can save money. There's other things that we can do to, to, to help educate buyers on how they can save money. Um, but what are some other what are some other things that we can do to continue to be successful in this market and to take ground rather than give it up? Well, you know, <laughs> I remember listening to Bill Belichick and Nick Saban talk, and they said at the end of the day, if you lose a game, it goes down to blocking and tackling. If you win a game, it goes down to blocking and tackling. And for all of the agents out here, for all of the agents, if you are listening to this right now, I'm going to say something that, you know, you know me, I, I don't like to be too harsh and too hard, but I think we need to hear this. If you're not talking to a minimum of 10 people every single day about real estate, I've got a question for you. Are you, do you care about your goals? Like, what else are you doing? Like, like there's nothing else 
that that you're doing that that should take precedence over talking to a minimum of 10 people. And I think it should be 20, right? I'm talking to 20 people every day to prove that it's doable, even with everything else. Now, am I high energy? Sure. But if you can't talk to a minimum of 10 people a day, I'll tell you, it's you're not treating this as a full-time job. You're treating it as a hobby, like just straight up. And I, I hope, you know, like I, I want you to succeed. I want you to win. But if you're not talking to 10 people a day, you're treating it as a hobby. Now, how, who are the 10 people that I need to talk to? Here we go. Let's, uh, let's talk through it. One, all of your sphere of influence, every single person, you, you're calling them and you're having a conversation with them. Number two, if you don't have people in your, like, in your database, your, people that you have met with in the past, I well, let me just say that that's number two, the people that are in your database that you've met with in the past that you need to push through the funnel. Number three, um, you need to call your past clients. Number four, maybe you're a new agent and you don't have past clients and you don't have a big sphere of influence. Then you need to sign up for four open houses every single weekend until you have enough people that you can talk to uh, 10, a minimum of 10 a day. And so you can do four open houses a weekend. You can do eight open houses a weekend, four one-hour open houses. Who says an open house has to be three hours? Don't, don't believe it. It's garbage and it's a lie. It's not true. You can do a one-hour open house. You'll have less people, but you'll have a lot more people overall if you do four one-hour opens. So those are some of the, the ways that you can jump in, get it done. The other piece too is start looking for wholesalers. Start looking for other people out there that are, uh, are posting you know, under market properties. And then you just, just start posting on your Facebook. Hey, I've got an under, under market property in Woodbridge may not be a great flip, but would be a really, really great rental property for somebody that if they're looking for a rental property, right? You post that on Facebook, people are going to start looking at you as the expert. And then people are going to start calling you as well. So that's, that's how I would start. Yeah. So absolutely great stuff. Um, the other thing that I would say is, You've got to protect what you're listening to, who you're listening to, what you're reading, who you're reading, right? Um, choose your profit, right? Choose the people that are going to set your mindset because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of fear mongering going on right now. Like the housing market's going to crash, interest rates are going to thirteen percent, like et cetera, et cetera. Look, you know, and and they're they're, they're coming up with their data as talking points. And I'll be honest, like there was a, there was a short period of time, I think in October, beginning of October, end of, of September, where I kind of fell into that pattern. Cause I was seeing all the YouTube videos on like how the interest rates were going to go up to 12, 13%. And, you know, all of these different things. And, you know, actually I fortunately came across some, some other, from some other material that was showing me complete data not just not you know not just pick and choose data but complete data and it really helped me to understand the market really helped me to understand where things were a little bit more so and and it's helped me to be able to educate my 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 sellers especially right because is it a good time is it not a good time to to buy sell etc um but you've got to you got to choose who you're listening to because it does set your mindset it does set your motivation levels it does set you know that your ability to jump on the phones and do the things that you got to do, but it also comes down to being able to educate your, uh, your clientele, the, the people that you're talking to, because they're going to ask real questions. And if, 
if you sound salesy, you're like, you're going to get crushed on those conversations and then you're not going to be motivated to move forward. Right. So it's, it's not just about making the, 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 the phone calls, but having the knowledge, understanding where things are at, understanding, you know, what's actually happening in the market and being able to have real conversations with people. Right. And so, and if you can do that, uh, not only are you going to be able to find, you know, new, you know, business, but uh, with the people that you're calling, but I've actually had a couple people reach out to me after talking with, you know, with a seller, right. And I'm educating them on kind of what's happening. And then they tell their, they tell their, their brother, their sister, or their neighbor or whatever. And then they, they've called me and they've asked the same questions like, Hey, you know, uh, I thought interest rates are going up to 12% and being able to talk about, well, interest rates are based on inflation rates to some degree right now. And as long as inflation rates, you know, inflation rates aren't 12, 13, 14% like they were in the eighties. So we're not going to see, you know, 12, 13, 15%, you know, like we did in the eighties or the seventies, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that go into it. So you just, you got to educate yourself. You got to pay attention to who it is that you're listening to um, because it does form your mindset, which does, impact how you jump on those phones and have those phone calls awesome well, anything else chris As we go ahead and land this plane yeah no i think i mean i think that's pretty much it that's pretty much it i, I do think that we're at a a pretty darn good place in our uh in our business and i think it's because we're we're working our butts off to to win um and i'll tell you work your butt off work your butt off this is the time to run there's a there's a season for everything and this is the time for us to absolutely run and get our, get it done. So anyway, I hope that's helpful for everybody. And uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Go ahead. Bring us home, Jeff. Awesome. Sounds good. Everybody. Hey, just some encouragement. Keep your head up, stay focused, continue learning. Like, uh, like Chris said earlier, Tom Brady had 75 losses at the time. We all take losses, wins and losses all come down to, to the basic skills. So continue to focus on the skills improving those skills on a daily basis and uh, and the business will come. Uh, that does conclude another episode here of the Uncommon Lunchbox with the host Chris Craddock, myself, Jeff Safright. Before we jump off though, wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, you know where you're at. Give us a rating, one, two, three, four, five star. We're not concerned with the star as much as we are with your feedback. Let us know how we can better uh, help you, better serve you. Uh, any questions that you would like us to cover, anybody that you would like like us to have on or topics uh, discussed, would love to hear from you. Uh, but until then, we'll be back on next week, same time, same place. Continue crushing it. Have a great weekend. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com.